Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Microsoft buying Bethesda. Whoa, 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 what? I know, it's insane. You know, my first impulse whenever you sent me, you like sent this to me whenever I, I like woke up or whatever on, I don't even remember what day Wednesday, it happened. I think. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, there's <laughs> no way. Yeah. Wait, was that yesterday or was it Monday? I don't remember. I think it might have been Monday. I think it might have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. It had to have been Monday. Monday. Right? Or, yes, it was right before, it was the day before the pre-orders. So yes, it was Monday. Because okay. Tuesday the pre-orders happened. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. Whew. We got to yeah, figure that out, Chris. It's crazy. So we're going to talk about that and the impl- implications for Microsoft and gaming and um, your future. Yeah. Your future. Everyone's future. Everyone's future. Um, so we're going to talk about that. We also have some news. But first, John. Yes. I want to explain that I'm not in a, a dark cavern. <laughs> I recently had our, uh, we painted our, our walls and got our carpets replaced yesterday which meant everything had to be out of our rooms. And so there's nothing in my house right now. It's all in the garage. And it sounds like I am uh, either floating through space yeah. or I'm in a cave somewhere. I feel like I feel like you're probably underground, like spelunking in the, in the deepest caverns of the earth, Chris. That's yeah. probably what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the thing is, it's going to be really funny is if nobody can tell. Like, I know, I know literally they're, like, they're listening to about? it. And because we have like the 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 eyeball, which is a great piece of uh, audio gear that like goes around your microphone to like kind of take like take those uh, room noise out. And so like it's it's very likely that no one can tell at all. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, first, John. Besides, after that, what have you been up to this week? Oh man, so there's a couple of things that I've been up to. Um, the first thing, Chris is I've been playing some Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and we'll talk about that later when we've both had a chance to kind of like dive in and play. I yes. haven't finished the games at, by any means. I'm maybe like halfway through. The way that I started playing it was I got it on Friday, and every night I played a different game. Like So I did the first night I played uh, played uh, Super Mario 64. Next night is uh, Super Mario Sunshine. The next night I did uh, Galaxy. And uh, that was really fun. It's a good good way to, good way to handle it. Um, and uh, I'm excited to, to continue on and play for that, and we'll have a conversation, review that package um, at some point whenever we both had a chance to play. Um, but I picked up another game, Chris, that I just kind of I knew about and I knew was out there in the world, but like hadn't really like caught my attention because of the genre that it is. Um, and that game is Hades. Um, and this is a game by Supergiant Games, which does uh, did Bastion back in the day. They did Transistor. They did Pyre. Um, and uh, I, of those games, I have played Bastion. Love it. Love the soundtrack of Bastion, that sort of thing. I've actually bought that on a couple of different platforms. Um, and then I have purchased Transistor on the Switch and haven't opened it up to play it, but it was like on a ridiculous deep sale, like for $2 at one point, and so I picked it up then. Um, but then I've played Pyre on PS- PS4. Amazing. One of the biggest things about the Supergiants games is like they are odd like they like they don't necessarily um fit into like a specific like genre they're all action games they all feel like really quick paced and that sort of thing but they kind of don't fit into like the traditional box so this one was labeled as a roguelike 
And that's not typically my genre. Um, that's not typically a genre that I jump at and I go, yes, I want to play a roguelike. Um, but the more I heard about this game, about like the story, about the fact that like every time you uh, you die, you basically respawn and the story continues because you are a one of uh, Hades' son and you're trying to escape uh, hell. And so you're trying to like fight your way out of the different like layers of hell. And there's all these Olympians that, that, uh, are helping you along the way. And whenever you die and respawn, those Olympians, like you talked to them back at home base, and then you talk to them on the next playthrough and that sort of thing. So like the story continues based on like what's happened before. And so it's, it, it basically makes it feel less like a punishing roguelike where it's like, oh man, I just get reset back to the beginning and makes it feel more like, hey, I'm getting these upgrades and these different currencies to upgrade a bunch of things to make my next run better. But I'm also continuing this really cool, uh, really incredibly voice acted story as well, which is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's very intriguing to me. I, I haven't hit a point where I'm like, I don't want to play it yet, um, which I, is, is surprising after uh, after playing it for like, you know, a couple of nights in a row. So, hey, so man. So you don't fully lose everything when you die then. Yeah, so like there's certain currencies like keys that you maintain and then you uh, maintain these things called like shadow drops and you can use those to upgrade yourself like your different weapons and have different powers and things like that. You can also upgrade And those powers your, stay your weapons. when you die? Yes, those powers stay whenever you die. Um and that's like that's enough to like where I went from just losing all over the place and I, I got to the first boss like the first boss of the first world and I was like there is no way that I can beat this boss but then two more playthroughs later um, and I hadn't even made it to the boss another time I made it to that boss again and I I, I beat the boss and it was like oh this is great um, there are also like eight different weapons that you can choose from so if one isn't your like isn't your jam you can like use one of the other ones and uh, I have found all of them to be relatively satisfying in different ways um, but it's a really interesting game man nice nice that's cool what have you um, so, been up to this week? Yeah, the only thing I've been up to, entertainment-wise, is uh, I pre-ordered the Xbox One Series X. Yes! Um, happened uh, yesterday, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry. Time is flying by. I mean, um, honestly, if you, if you like moved everything out of your house... I, like out of your your rooms, that would take a little bit of... You would lose a day or two uh, based oh, yeah. on that. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, it's 2020, and it's just hard to keep track of time in general. It really is, man. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, two days ago, um, at 10 o'clock Central Time, mm -hmm. got online, pre-ordered. It really wasn't yes. like that difficult. Like, no. I mean, I will say I had uh, almost every retailer up. Like, I'm talking Best Buy, mm -hmm. GameStop, mm -hmm. um, Microsoft. Yeah, you had one that I didn't uh, think of, Microsoft Store. I didn't even yeah. think about that one. Straight to the source, John. Yeah, and that's like and, what's what I should have done. And that's actually who, the only only retail, I had Target up, all these people, Walmart. That's the only one that I could get a uh, console on. Um, like, several others, because I was just trying to, I, was tr I just tried all of them, honestly, just to see, like, uh, which ones I could like actually get it on mm -hmm. um, because they were all kind of, you know, their servers are getting hit, hit hard. And so like mm -hmm. some of them aren't loading and all that kind of stuff. And dude, um, some of them didn't like drop right away. Like Amazon yeah. um, didn't drop for an hour. Yeah. that And that's, that's like, that's weird. I feel like that's like a weird fluke. Um, and, and then others like, like GameStop had an interesting kind of like waiting line system. They only let a certain number of people on the site at once, which I thought was cool because 
but this is the thing, they were still having problems because I would get mm-hmm. to like I would get to like checkout and mm-hmm. it wouldn't load the car and then once it did, then it would say yeah. it was out of stock or then it would say it couldn't ship to the country I was in even though I'm in the freaking US of A mm-hmm. and I'd have to go in and re- resubmit my address again like stupid mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um I had a lot of trouble with that. That's the that's where I yeah. secured my pre-order, which after you texted and you were like, "Got mine from Microsoft." I was like, "Oh no." Cuz <laughs> like I I, you know, I was tr- attempting on Target and was like super close yeah. on Dude, Target. Target. I had it in my cart and then it wouldn't let me uh it wouldn't let me check out. It yeah. would just like refresh the cart every single time. I'm like, "Well, this is not right." It's also a little like it's it's a little unnerving whenever you're like frantically clicking <laughs> the the buy button on yeah. a like five hundred dollar console like and you're clicking it like hundreds of times, right? Wondering is the charge going to go through? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, well, and like so the, that was the other thing too. Like I, f- I forget which site it was. I think it was Microsoft. So Microsoft.com. It was hilarious because you go to the 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 uh, the page and. You click the the add to cart button, mm-hmm. but it was like grayed out. And I'm like, why is it grayed oh, out? No. What is it? 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 Well, it's because you mean? had to you had to select the version of the Xbox One Series X that you wanted. Even though John, there's only, there's one, only version. one version. Yeah, yeah. So you still had to select it. And I'm like, come <laughs> oh, on, guys. No. Just like make this better. I bet you um, originally they had uh, they had put the <laughs> Xbox Series X and the S on the same page, and then they were like, no, 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 that's going to be too confusing. Maybe I don't know. I, I feel like that's just like the default thing they have for their mm. for their um, hardware or something maybe, like that like if maybe. you buy a surface tablet i'm sure there's different options you know you just they, they just plugged it into true. this page probably Any, true anyway finally secured secured one um you secured one yep uh, i was sitting next I to actually uh, secured two like yeah, Catherine secured, secured one and i secured one um, uh, because I got the best, the, the GameStop one. And actually, Chris, remember last week whenever we were talking and I was trying to pre-order the PS4 and there was something yeah. else in my cart at the time. Yep. Yep. Happened again with GameStop. Um, oh, apparently no. I had already, like, I had been like adding, I added a pop figure to my shopping cart like months ago. Wasn't a pop point. figure last time too? No, it was, it was vitamins last time. For oh, vitamins. Thing. Okay. Um, which is funny because they weren't even vitamins for me. They were vitamins for somebody else. And I was like literally just checking to see if like, if they were available. And so somehow those vitamins must have gotten out anyway, but this pop figure, Chris, it's going to show up at my house in a couple of days. Nice. <laughs> and so not only did I have to pay shipping on that, I, I, uh, cause I oh, went ahead and checked out cause I was trying to get it out of my cart at one point, but it was yeah, taking don't do that. so long to load yeah everything i was like nah there's no way i'm just buying this like I'm just so buying- it's, it's, i was sitting i was sitting next to josh fulton and he yeah. he was trying to order the only one that he got through on uh was target mm-hmm. and um how did he get through man i don't know but uh his wife had put like 20 items in his cart yeah. and so he was sitting there trying to click click them and delete them and it wouldn't even let him delete them out of yeah. the cart it yeah. was just like freaking out it's just like nah no way you can't take that out don't take that no. out no. Um, the, uh, but yeah, like it, so th- I will have a, a Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, pop figure that I, I like love. That's, that's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's great. Um, it'll show up at my house, you know, sooner rather than later. And then the, you know, the, the consoles show up on launch day or whatever. Um, but then, I'm excited, uh, dude. Later, whenever, whenever the, uh, Amazon stuff went live, because I had to pay a little bit of shipping on, uh, on GameStop's thing. I was like, well, you know, if the Amazon one goes on sale, like we'll try to get it and maybe cancel the other one or something like that. Or try to like, or, or have, you know, if somebody missed one, one of our friends like needs one or whatever, we'll just like, um, have them, you know, take that pre-order, the pre-order, the other pre-order. Um, and so 
so Catherine was able to grab a, an Amazon pre-order as soon as those went live. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, dude, it's 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 a a wild time whenever you're trying to get those pre-orders. Yeah, honestly though, like I've had a I've had a worse time than this getting things. You know, like sure. tickets to you know some kind oh, of dude. you know concert or you know whatever. And dude, like the Elton John I mean, the, concert the, that we got tickets to, that oh, one yeah. was like particularly um, extreme because it's like a right. farewell tour. Right. Oh, it was that yeah, was a wild one. Um, but like, I mean, and even compared to the PS5, I mean, this is, this is the thing I want I was sitting here and like, there's no way to not compare the two like launches here. Sure. Um, and whether or not it was PlayStation's fault, like, you know, whatever, but just the way it went down, like leaves such a sour taste in my mouth as a consumer. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. cause let's compare them both. They both sold out of pre-orders. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like, uh, people are, um, are not buying the PlayStation. It's just like, like people who, people who aren't just like, were online right when that happened, like on Twitter. I I, I didn't get one. You know, know? I was going to get one. I I was going to get one too. That's the thing. That's the bummer part. Cause it's like, okay, I would have been prepared. I would have, you know, but like it just became this mad dash, mad Mm -hmm. rush. You know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like somebody just like, you know, screamed down the streets, they're on sale. Yeah. And then like you just have to run and and get it. Sure. It's like, ah, man. The interesting thing about that, like the way that that all went down, like I heard like, so the day before the Xbox uh, stuff happened, um, there was some report that like Bloomberg had done where they had like heard from a source in Microsoft that Microsoft was like severely threatening the retailers where they're like, if nice. you go live early, you will get next to no stock from us. Nice. <laughs> I mean, dude, because it, it, it hurts their brand because that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, well, especially I doubt, after PlayStation, I doubt, especially after PlayStation did their thing and Xbox like tweeted out this, like, we're going to be ready. You know, here's right. the dates and times you'll know. And, that, and that's the thing. I, and I know like, and that's what we were kind of talking about last week is like, well, how in the world do you stop these people from selling your your console? That's mm-hmm. what you do, yeah. and like that's the weight that you have because they are selling your product, and like right. you know, at the end of the day, it's a limited product, and you can allocate it how you wish, right? And uh, you know, right. I guess you know, just I don't know, you know, it, it's it's one thing, you know, if Microsoft had gone first, maybe the same thing would have happened. I don't yeah, know, maybe who knows? I mean, but, but it's kind of like same- I, you know, Apple. I'm sure does the same kind of deals oh, whenever they yeah. release an iPhone. You know, nobody's selling that thing early. Well, and you figure like like you said, it doesn't make any sense for a retailer to go live early in no. this case because no. they're all going to sell out. Like it's yeah. not like it's not like you're not going to be able if you don't go first, right. you're going to get some edge on the competition. No, you're going to end up with of, all this inventory. Exactly. Everybody is going to get this like the same experience of all of their pre-orders just selling out. And yeah. so like it's I, it just doesn't make any sense to me for them to have gone Walmart and whoever to have gone early with the PlayStation. Well, um, it was crazy. PlayStation released some kind of uh, like apology post, yeah. Yeah. like which uh, I saw Alana Pierce on on uh, on Twitter was just like I've never seen this from PlayStation ever. Yeah, like apologizing for something they did that was stupid. Yeah. And, and again and again, I want to reiterate, they probably didn't even do it. You no. know what I mean? No, <laughs> it's not their fault. Well, I mean, I mean, it might be their fault for not like thinking that it might happen. Yeah, but, yeah like, anticipating who, it. But who anticipates that? You know, because again, like they say, like there's no, there's no competitive edge for going early. You know, for well, them, like, it's like it's yeah. just you know, kind of a kind of a well, bummer situation. I kind of, I get. Well, didn't they say the the this is this is the thing? I think it was it's different because you think about like um, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember back to the last round of consoles. I don't remember the Xbox One. 
X, the one that I have, I don't remember mm-hmm. it like going live, quote unquote, at a certain time, like pre-orders. Mm. But they also didn't like, they didn't wait until the 11th hour for it to happen. <laughs> yeah, they were like two months, like less than two months out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also don't remember it being this crazy for the Xbox One and PS4 launches. Now, it was for the PS4 because they announced that pre-orders were live in their E3 then, press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was literally like mess. everybody, everybody just like kind of ran out and was like, oh my goodness. You know, it's like. Yeah. If you were somewhere, like we were at the theater or whatever, and so it was like if you were somewhere where you couldn't get to a retailer, like, you know, whatever, like you weren't in front of a computer, ooh, ouch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I can't remember also, like, well, so this is the thing, like, get, like what other, I'm trying to remember, like, think about, like, pre orders for the iPhone, I don't mm-hmm. think go, do they have a specific, like, it's just on sale. It's yeah. not, there's no pre-orders. Pretty much, like you just basically buy it for pickup in two right. weeks or whatever. Because like they're they because it's such a yearly thing these days. Like they don't have like this big hype cycle for it. Whereas like the consoles, it's like every seven years, you know, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, something right. happen. Um, that's why I think the mid grade, uh, like the mid mid generation upgrade situation was probably a little bit different. Was because well, at the wor- you know worst case scenario you just wait a couple of weeks or whatever, where it's, it's not like this big, like this is the next gen, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just how, and how you present it, how you it's, market it. Yeah. It. It's interesting and fascinating. But like, I think the thing that like sucks is like, so PlayStation, they announced a release time and then like right. no one, no one abided by it. <laughs> yeah. They were like 10 AM tomorrow. And then and Walmart's like, and they're like oh, now? Right now, right now, now, now. <laughs> you oh, you meant now. now. He didn't saw, mean that. I that saw, was, you know, a baby hit, hitting the button on uh, yes. in, in the thing. I saw, I, <laughs> I saw that was like the what retailers <laughs> did after Sony said tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, which hey, um, uh, we'll we'll find out. Like I guess whenever it launches, how many people actually get their consoles launch day? Mm. Because there were rumors of like because, I mean, retailers just sold whatever they wanted. And yeah. it's like, how do they know? How do that? they know exactly how many numbers they're going to get? <laughs> exactly. Um, I did see there yeah. was some there were some uh, people like retailers that canceled pre-orders, um, right? That were like or flat told out, them that like, they would be delayed. Yeah. Nah, we're not getting these. Or like said, hey, yeah, we're you'll probably get this a week after launch. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I I'm interested to see how much the production of these consoles like cuz Microsoft has been fairly like all along this whole year has been fairly confident where they're like, "No, we'll we're going to have like a lot of consoles. We're going to have enough. It's like COVID hasn't affected our our supply chain at all." Um, and well, it's there's like, rumors we, that it's affected PS4 or exactly, PS5. I mean, exactly. Like we've had them adjust some of their pr- uh, projections for not only this year but next year, and yeah. not only like that wouldn't be just necessarily related to COVID. It was like related to like sourcing for a couple of different chips uh, yeah. and that sort of thing. So like they've had m- like seemingly. Um, more problems than Microsoft. And so we'll find out at launch like how many units were shipped and how many were like actually sold, how many people end up with them. Because um, I, well, I suspect it also that Sony creates, will release those numbers. It also you know, creates this like supply and demand rarity situation. Yeah, like the Switch. Yeah. Um, the other thing, like it's interesting, you know, for both of them now because, you know, for PlayStation, they are, they're, they've said all of our 
games that were PS5 exclusive will also run on PS4, that kind of thing. So like there yeah. was there was literally no reason to buy either one of these consoles Agreed. day one. Oh yeah. Still is in the no. same way as the yeah, there's still not in the same way that you know there's no reason for me to buy the Xbox One X day one, but the the fact that they both sold out to me still points to because I mean, we kept seeing this argument online of people being like, "You don't even need either one of these consoles. You can play mm-hmm. the games wherever you want." And blah 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 blah. Yeah. And it's like cool. I know that that's some kind of like that's a hot thing to say, I guess, if you're a gamer. But whenever you look at the reality of the situation, no one didn't buy this console on day one, like because of that. You know, like. I mean, like some, uh, some people may, but like you, but didn't, not the people who would buy it day one. That's my point, right? Like, yeah, it, they, they don't. They didn't not sell out. I would argue that those people wouldn't have bought this console on day one anyway. Uh, you probably. know what I mean? Yeah, probably. And and I guess like at that point, like you're not. And I think that's probably what the 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 math that Sony has done. Which, okay, two thoughts. The math that Sony has done. Um, where they're saying like, okay, we can sell this many copies of uh, Miles Morales Spider Man if it's exclusive to a Sony uh, PS5, yeah, or we can sell like so many millions more yep. if we put it on PS4, and then they just look at those numbers and they go, well, there's no reason not to put this game there. Oh, hundred um, percent. Same with like Horizon uh, for Forbidden West. Is that the right name? I don't know. It's Zero Dawn like Two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like that game being like on both consoles is like, okay, well that makes sense for that game too. Um, the, the, the second thought that I had was that the frustrating thing about them, the way that they marketed those things were like, we believe in generations. And then they didn't announce that those were both PS4 and PS5 games, uh, from the get go. They just kind of like presented them as PS5 exclusives, um, for the longest time it kind of like misled me where I was like, I really like was like, well, maybe I don't get an Xbox this year, but I yeah. get a PS5 because though I'm only going to be able to play those games right. on that console. Whereas the Xbox, I can play these other, you know, my, my, my games on, on the, the current console that I have. And that completely flipped whenever, yeah. whenever I found out that these games are available on PS4. I'm like, I'm going to play Miles Morales day one whenever it comes out on my PS4. Like, that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And I don't, I'm not going to miss out because of this. And so that, like, kind of locked down my, my decision of, like, okay, well, if I don't get a PS4 it's, or a PS5 pre-order, that's okay. And I'll just get it, you know, next year whenever God of War comes out. Or I'll get it whenever, you know, whenever it piles up enough of these things um, for me to be like, okay, the quality of life is going to be way better on the PS5. Let me just get that thing. Yeah. Um, like that, there's no urgency for me at this point to get a PS5. So I think that's what it really does, like in terms of a. Um, like having these games on both consoles, it's like, well, it, it, upgrade what you want to upgrade. If you if you feel like it's a good value proposition, go for it. If not, don't, and don't like worry about the like whoever makes the other decision. Like if people yeah. aren't upgrading right now, I'm not like, oh man, you guys are are really dumb for not upgrading. And totally. if people are upgrading, I'm not like, well, that's like a waste of money. No. But I will say that releasing uh, to, that choosing to buy Miles Morales on PS4 has saved me $500 in the immediate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I feel like, you know, this approach is honestly a more, it creates a more mature um, consumer environment. And that, I mean that the whole, you can't play this unless you buy this situation mm-hmm. is just this kind of like weird, like way to behave. Mm. Where it's like the more mature take is like, listen, if if you want the best version of this, 
buy this and you'll get that. If you if you don't, if it doesn't matter how, how you how and where you play it, then buy it over here. Like it's yeah. up to you, the consumer, to make that decision for yourself. And like, I mean, that's why there's four different. No one, no one gets upset when there's four different versions of the iPhone when it releases. You know, yeah. and yeah. and if you buy the lower tier, like that's because that's the best decision for you, not sure. because. Uh, it makes you less of a phone user, you know, or whatever. It doesn't. You're not a phoner, Chris. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the it, that's the that's the verbiage and the kind of attitude that get, get has been thrown around mm-hmm. with like if you don't buy the console day one, you're not a gamer. You're not a PlayStation fan. You're blah blah blah. And it's like no, like I love like the fact that I have the option as a consumer to make a decision mm-hmm. based on what is right for me right now. Yeah. Not and what a huge corporation wants to force me and back me into. Agreed. And I, again, like it's just it was strange and kind of disingenuous for for PlayStation to present these things as if they were exclusives. Right. Um and then like like still to this day, like I had a conversation with a friend of mine, like, you know, literally this week and he didn't know that Miles Morales was also coming to PS4. Cause he was like, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm going to buy it. Like I didn't, you know, didn't get pre-ordered. I don't think I'm going to buy a PS5 like until next year. He's like, so I'm probably not gonna be able to play Miles Morales. And I was like, dude, just buy it on PS4. And he's like, what? Yeah. What? And I was like, yeah, you you can buy it on PS4. And he was like, this is amazing. This is such good news. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's just kind of weird and disingenuous for them to have done that. Um, and it was it was probably in order to get somebody like me where it's like I had been planning on like getting this PS5 just to play that game. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, well, then now, I think I, don't know, like, I think you're right. They probably looked at the number of like, I don't know, you know, these companies, they do a lot of they do surveying constantly. You know, they're always mm figuring things out and then like they probably ran the numbers and said listen we're not really at risk in the first year of not selling these consoles not selling sure. enough consoles yeah. uh and at least we don't think so um let's go ahead and just release it on all the platforms because that's a better financial move for everyone mm-hmm. and um yeah like honestly i i hope this is the that's the case i mean i remember we did this in you know back in the 360 PS3 to Xbox One PS4 era where like mm-hmm. you know I think we bought you know Call of Duty Ghosts twice and yep. um Tomb Raider twice and things like that but like honestly I hope that this keeps going cuz like yeah whenever the next God of War comes out why not as Sony release mm-hmm. it on PS4 and PS5 it just doesn't look as good on PS4 right. and like if someone doesn't want to upgrade they don't have to upgrade. I, I feel like this is, I think Microsoft has like forced everyone's hand or at least Sony's hand into this, mm. like uh, kind of unwillingly. Yeah. Or at least like put the idea in their head where like, it's like, oh, well, we, why can't uh, Spider-Man or Horizon or put the idea in our head PS4? so we demand it? You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, like, sure. Like where like they do the <laughs> testing and they're like, oh man, we need to do this. Yeah. Um, the idea like that, that God of War, like, there's only a select few PS5 games that can't run on a PS4, and I can't imagine what like gameplay element would have to be involved in God of War Ragnarok for it to not be able to play on a PS4. Right? I mean, agreed, because that I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, that's bullcrap, you know, for most it's the hard things. Drive. 
that's it that's the only thing it's like it's like that ratchet and clank like being able to like teleport in and out like seamlessly no loading that sort of situation that's the big difference like every uh, every other difference like the ray tracing who needs it the uh you know the other things that like the sound the the 3d sound thing that sony's been talking about who cares the haptic feedback not necessary for the story and the gameplay like because you're basically just making a better god of war 2018 you know it's like and so i can't imagine like what that gameplay would have to be in order to you know require it to load so fast with that game totally and that and that's the like you know the the stupid thing around that is like okay you're saying you built your whole game around this one feature mm-hmm. that seems like you know the same that's that's like hey, that's the same as building your entire game around the connect you know mm-hmm. and like then you can't play it without the connect or yeah playstation move or whatever it's just right. like okay guys stop it well especially like sony's been releasing we were talking i talked to cody moffitt like a couple weeks ago and he was talking about how like both of these companies like microsoft all their games are on pc and and sony's been like horizons uh, zero dawn just released on pc and he's like so they want things to be able to play on pcs like so if right. something is so tied to this proprietary hardware of their hard drive like uh, at least like the, he's like they won't be able to release it on PC into that market and and these things sell really well on those markets so and that was um, the, and that was the, yeah. the point I was gonna make when I said that is that's just like utter bullcrap because it's like because they're going to release it on PC and it has to at that point like yes it has a minimum specs but usually the minimum specs looks terrible and so it's like <laughs> you, you have to you have to ha- have a situation in which it runs yeah. for a, a variety of hardware designs mm-hmm. and that's why it's just like at the end of the day, you're just this is all artificial. Right, right. The generation thing is all it's all a facade, Chris. It it's is all, just tear I it mean, down. Back in the day, it wasn't like uh, to be clear, you know, like back in the <laughs> yeah. day when we had carts, like a Genesis oh, cart was not the same as um, a Sega Saturn disc. Yeah, you know? there were whole other bits in there. Like there's whole other processing going <laughs> yeah. on, like chips that it's, literally were inside the carts that you couldn't like. They were incompatible with this other like yeah, other hardware. It, Super Nintendo was not the same as the Nintendo sixty four. Which now like we've but but again that that uh, those were largely dependent upon the media that they were using and the hardware. Like that was the the reason for all that. Now we're we're so far beyond that. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't even matter. We don't even play games off of, off of media anymore, except for maybe on the split switch. That's you know? right. That's right. Like, well, I mean, it and installs then, it. Yeah, and then you figure out like the cell processing was the last time that that happened. Like, so right. the cell processor back on PS3 is the last time that that really that 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 kind of incompatible hardware jump happened because it was notoriously horrible to uh, to program for. Um, looked really good whenever you could maximize for it, but like it was terrible to program for and so the like those games are just trapped over there and like they they couldn't have like played um the playstation 4 games on that processor because like it's cell pro it's a completely different type of architecture so right um so yeah like we'll see what happens with uh say well and they're both sold out like we're all yep. gonna like it's all it's gonna be fun like they're releasing two awesome. days apart i kind of wish you I'm know so like, excited chris i wish we weren't in covid and we could you know like go you know stand in line at a GameStop and like have some fun do you remember you and i sell, do love standing in some lines we do love standing in lines let me tell you i want to i want to see if you remember do you remember whenever the original xbox one launched mm-hmm. and we were down at GameStop. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and um, we were out with our friend Ike, and uh, he had his receipt that you had to have to redeem the uh, 
um, Xbox, and um, he just looked looked down, and he's like, "Wait, where's where's my receipt?" Yeah, it was freezing cold. You're right. Everybody was, was wearing cold. coats and gloves, and so and it, he he had dropped it, and he didn't feel it. He dropped it somewhere, and then like you ended up finding it in a bush, like around the corner, like it had it had blown away around yeah. the corner, and That's it got right. caught in the bush, and like he would not have been able to get an Xbox. Yeah. Like that was literally right before the doors opened. Yeah. That. And, the funny thing is, I didn't even get my Xbox from that store. I got mine I know, from you the, were best, the buy. best Buy. And so, like, literally, like, I was there up until, like, 10 minutes before they, like, yeah. opened the doors for you guys. And I was like, all right, I'm going to jet over to Best Buy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hang out, like, in oh, the totally. line, you know, and, and yeah. chill. because it's so, fun, man. It's, it's fun awesome. just, like, being, you know, being present. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if you were uh, at, you know, the fact we just talked about Elton John, like, we could, you know, if you could watch that on like a, a DVD or something like that, it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's fun. But like being yeah. there, yeah. Uh, so the, being at a console launch is just it's it's rare because they don't happen that often. Right, right. Well, I mean, and even like whenever you know, I guess whenever I've pre-ordered other games from GameStop, like it's one reason why I like like getting physical games. Sometimes I like mm, doing yeah. it for a lot of different reasons because I can share those physical yeah. games. But there's like there's something about like going to the GameStop, standing there at like 10 p.m. at night, and, and everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, "So you excited about this game? I'm so excited about this game, man." I know. You know, everyone always asks you that, and you're like, "Would I be here at 10 o'clock at night if I wasn't?" <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Nah." <laughs> like, uh, no, I could take it or leave it. I don't really want this game. Probably gonna just you know play it for five minutes and then never play it again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's something <laughs> different about that than there is about like preloading it and then it just goes. Your game is available. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, ah, because especially as well, and especially for something where like, um, so I imagine this is how this is gonna go. Okay, this console is gonna show up at the door. I'm gonna plug it in. It's gonna have to download my profile. Yeah, and then I'm going to have to download whatever game that I want to play mm-hmm. on it, and that's going to take a, a while. And uh, then I got to wait for all my other friends to do the same thing because they're mm-hmm. not all going to do it all at once. Yep. And, and then maybe by like midnight, we're playing multiplayer together. Maybe, maybe, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it um, might not even be that first day. Right, right. It's it might even be like the next night where you're like, oh man, you go to work and you go, man, tonight everything should be installed. Yeah. Um, the funny thing I, I noticed, Chris, I saw this, like, I haven't verified this, but somebody said that the Microsoft is like OS is going to let you, uh, anybody install any game. Like, so you can download it, but it won't actually like, you can't play it if you don't own it. So if you don't own the license or have the disc, um, you won't be able to do it, but this solves for preloading for physical media. So like you can preload a physical game by downloading it from the store and then the disc is your license. That's cool. And, and so, like, you know, if you do get that, you don't have to, like, sit there and install the game off of a disc for a while. Like, you could have already pre-installed it just like uh, all of the digital uh, folks. So, I haven't, like, verified that that's, like, that that's accurate. But somebody who was in, like, the the next the next OS update or whatever for Microsoft had said, like, that they've done that. And, like, that that would be fascinating and amazing. So Yeah, as I mean, as long as there aren't, you know, like... There isn't a huge day one patch that like sure. drops the second that it launches. <laughs> that usually happens. You're right. Yeah, I know. That's Burst in my bubble over here. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's great in theory. Everything's great in theory, and then like you you see how like it's actually implemented. You're like, well, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't exactly work out. Literally, they're running the the day one patch down the hallway like uh, like yeah. in Rogue One. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the plans patching them from person to person. Yes. Oh my gosh, Chris! Well, Chris, um, and well, we spent way too much time on this. So much time on this. <laughs> so we might cut some of these news stories short. Yeah, we'll just hit, hit the hit the the top ones, the, the high points, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but what's time for the news? 
news. All right, Chris, I'm going to just say we have one. Like, we have okay. one, one big Great. news thing. Um, I love it. And that in, is that Amazon, yes, Amazon, the same Amazon that is going to, like, ship me a, a, uh, a Xbox Series X on launch day, and you get books originally from, and you have a streaming service that no one asked for, really, attached to your membership of. But they are launching a streaming gaming service, Chris. Also that no one asked for. Yes, also that no one asked for, and it's called and, L- Luna. And they're probably going to push in my face every time I check out, just <laughs> like they do with the video. That's right. You want to add this on for six bucks? Six bucks? No, they're like, it's always like I try to I try to check out. They're like, did you know you can also stream videos with Amazon <laughs> Prime? I'm like, yes, I knew. You're like, of course I did. I don't do I it did. on purpose. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't do it because I don't want to. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I'm going to read a little bit from The Verge here. And it says, uh, at its 2020 hardware event today, Amazon announced a cloud gaming platform called Luna. By the way, this is from Andrew Webster. Um, and so Luna will launch uh it's not clear when luna will launch widely but it will be available on pc mac fire tv iphone and ipad via web apps there we go via web apps so like the web apps they're they're bypassing the whole app store situation Um, and with an Android version planned after launch. Amazon says that interested users in the U.S. can request early access to the service starting today, and there's no word on the international availability. The service will be available for an introductory price, quote-unquote, so you know that that's probably going to go up, uh, of $5.99 a month during its early access phase, which gives subscribers the ability to play Luna Plus channel games across two devices simultaneously and offers 4K 60 frames per second resolution for, quote, select titles and naturally be powered by AWS, Amazon's ubiquitous web platform. Um, Says that more than 100 games will be available via Luna Plus channel and launch titles include Resident Evil 7, Control, Panzer Dragoon, A a Plague Tale, Innocence, Surge 2, Ukulele, Grid, Abzu, and Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Um, Amazon says more titles will be added over time, and the company has also partnered with Ubisoft for a specific gaming channel. Uh, So the, the whole channel thing... I don't necessarily understand. I think that the, there might be like other subscriptions within the subscription. So like in the main subscription, which I would assume is probably this, uh, this Luna Plus channel, um, you have the, uh, a, a, a bunch of games. And then there's going to be a Ubisoft channel within this where it has, uh, let me see what they, they say, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, Immortals Phoenix Rising, the same day as they release. Um, and this is the first of multiple Luna game channels in development where customers can play games from their favorite publishers and genres. The interesting thing here is where they say that Luna will also feature Twitch integration inside of the Luna experience. Uh, players will see the Twitch streams for games in the service, and from Twitch, they will be able to instantly start playing Luna games. Um, they have a controller. It's 50 bucks. Looks exactly like every other like non-PlayStation uh, and Xbox controller. Um, yeah. That's that's basically the uh, the highs highs of it there. So everything have, else is like just in the weeds. So I have zero percent interest in this. Yeah, I don't know that I do either, man. Especially not like it, it's got to prove itself. Like because Google Stadia was such a like most people didn't like Google Stadia. Like people well, tried Stadia it. and like 
even, even I mean, I'm, I'm sure xCloud, you know, eventually will be fine. Like we just, we're just not at that point right now. And, right. um, the, uh, I think the competition is good. I think more people get in the space is good in the same mm-hmm. way that I wish there were more people doing VR so that it could become more of a thing. Um, I don't like that there's basically only like two companies uh, investing in VR. PS- PlayStation is not one of them, even though they would say they are. Yeah. Um, they don't, they don't, um, they're not driving that technology forward and because that's mm-hmm. what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like same thing with with the streaming. Like I do think there are companies driving it forward, and there's companies trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. and make the best use of it. And so I think that you know, like props to them. Yeah. Uh, but just right now, it's not at a point where I, as a consumer, want to rely on that. Yeah, and I guess like I I as a consumer like to to have you know this this kind of dedicated box in my house. And Cody and I talked about this a a little while ago where it's like, I feel like there's always going to be that segment of the population. That's just like, no, I'll, I'll have the box in my house. And, you know, then if the, even if the majority of people are, you know, streaming it up on the, on all their devices, um, there's going to be people who are just like, no, I I want my PC or I want my, uh, my Xbox or I want my PlayStation. Um, and you know, I don't know, dude. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting prospect. I am very interested in the fact that there are more people like investing in it, more technology companies investing in the streaming thing. And I do think that like combining the streaming situation like xCloud or like Luna with a games library like Game Pass or like I guess the Luna channel, whatever Luna Plus channel, I don't know. Their whole that it's very confusing. Um but like with these these like catalogs of uh of games i feel like that's the right call um the 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 thing that's interesting is the twitch integration where it's like oh you see somebody streaming it you can play it right now click the button and you play it at the same time like i don't know how many people will actually do that um because if you're watching somebody streaming a game very rarely do i go oh i want to play this right now like i like watching them play it like that's why i'm here um, so I don't know, man, it's, it's interesting one to watch. I'm not going to get it immediately and I'm not really going to, going to test it out or anything like that. I, I would rather probably just, you know, game the way I always do with, uh, with my Xbox. Yeah, totally. That is the news. The news. All right, John. So our main topic, uh, we're talking about the acquisition of Zenimax Media uh, that includes Bethesda Softworks. Uh, the purchase of that them by Xbox. I started that sentence and I forgot how I how I how I started it in the middle of it, so I apologize. Anyway, Microsoft has bought Zenimax and Bethesda. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. So I'm shocked. They man. bought it. Yeah, they they're they're going to acquire. I'm reading this from uh, from IGN. Um, this is written by someone. There with the name Joe Joe Scribble yeah with the name <laughs> that is Joe Scribbles, um, so they have uh, purchased Zenimax Media for seven point five billion dollars, uh, which is three three times the two point five billion it paid for Mojang and Minecraft in two thousand fourteen, and the formal purchase is expected to close in the second half of twenty twenty one. But they're already. Man. It's super wild. They're already working together. They're already sharing resources. Um, the deal includes Zenimax Media as a whole, Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Zenimax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, 
Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. Dude, so we're talking about like so uh, Bethesda Softworks is the publisher. So they pu- they're not now they have now Microsoft owns two publishers, Microsoft right. Game Studios. Oh, no. Yeah, Microsoft Game Studios and Bethesda Softworks. Yeah. And then they they with it they got 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 eight. wait, hang on. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight studios. So many studios, dude. It's crazy, That's man. So many studios. I mean, that would have like, like a couple of years ago, that would have like doubled Microsoft's uh, studios. But like now, they've acquired like more, so it maybe like increased it by twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> and and they have an addition. It's crazy. Uh, in a blog post, Bethesda SVP of Global Marketing, Pete Pete Hines said, "We're still." working on the same games we were yesterday made by the same studios we've worked with for years. And those games will be published by us. Hmm. Uh, the move, Heinz explains, is because Microsoft, because of Microsoft's access to resources that will make us a better publisher and developer. Interesting. Um, Todd Howard wrote his own blog post about the benefits of the acquisition, pointing to the company's long association with Xbox, starting with porting Morrowind to Microsoft's first console. He says that the Xbox Series S and X are, quote, optimized for the vast worlds we love to create with generational leaps, not just in graphics, but CPU and data streaming as well. It's led to our largest engine overhaul since Oblivion with all new technologies powering our first new IP in 25 years, Starfield, Mm -hmm. as well as the Elder Scrolls VI. Um, uh, Without... While avoiding any specifics, Todd Howard also alluded to the idea of exclusives, indicating perhaps that Bethesda would not be limited to the Xbox ecosystem. Quote, like our original partnership, this one is about more than one system or one screen. We share a deep belief in the fundamental power of games and their ability to connect, empower, and bring joy, and a belief we should bring that to everyone regardless of who you are, where you live, or what you play on, regardless of the screen size, the controller, or your ability to even use one. Um, he's and he's talking about like Microsoft came out with that adaptive controller yeah. a couple of years ago, which it's like you know who's even putting resources into something like that? And like yeah. Microsoft, they're like the only people doing that, and 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 those are just like goodwill things, you know, toward like gamers that you know Microsoft does. And I feel like Bethesda as a company, you know, like you and I don't really play a ton of their games. Like mm-hmm. we're not like you know immersed in Fallout and um, that type of thing, but. I always love watching their press conferences. Um, I love the personalities that they have there, and yeah. I really always enjoy the way that they approach things, even whenever they goof up. And it's you know they have things like uh, Fallout seventy six um, debacles, <laughs> and uh, that was a wild th- one, man. That was wild, but like you know, I I think that it's it's a uh, it's a super cool kind of merger here. Agreed. I mean, it's interesting, like, because they have, like, their press conference, you're right. Like, I am so intrigued by all of the games that they come out with, like, Deathloop. Like, that that game in mm, particular, like, yeah. appeals a lot to me, where it's, like, it's merging this puzzle gameplay with a first-person shooter kind of a uh, presentation. And, like, that, I, I love that idea. And I love the idea that, that this game is going to uh, exist on Game Pass eventually. Um, it's funny, like, that, that this merger... That we're going to have a publisher over here as like Bethesda Softworks is a publisher. Now we have Xbox Game Studios as a publisher, and like re- like basically from what I take from all of this is that they're going to work relatively independent of each other, but also like work together in some ways. Like it seems like um, 
was listening to a podcast with uh, Major Nelson, and he had Pete Hines, and he had um, uh, uh, Phil Spencer, and he had, um, oh my goodness, the guy's name that you just said. Oh, Todd, Todd Howard. Howard. Um, he had taught those three on the podcast and they were all talking about stuff and it was like, you know, relatively like, we're just going to kind of like, let, like let them make their games, like enable them to better make those games. And, uh, Phil Spencer brought up a couple of interesting points that he's like, we constantly are talking to Bethesda in the first place as a, uh, as a console manufacturer, because we're always like, okay, well, how can you, how can we make our console to better enable you to make your games? And, you know, they'll, they'll like, they've made changes based on that. They talked about back in the 360 era, like they had, uh, they Bethesda, and uh, Todd Howard or whatever had like really vied for them to double their memory in this console. And finally, whenever they like Xbox was like, all right, we're going to double the memory in the console. They had a double the memory party um, <laughs> at Bethesda and, uh, and that sort of thing. So like, it's just interesting like that, how closely they potentially work together with this company anyway. I also yeah. think like, Bethesda has always been about bringing their games everywhere. Like it's the joke of like Skyrim is on Alexa or whatever. Like, and it, it is, um, and that they're going to port that game everywhere. And I think that that's like what Microsoft a lot of times is about. You think about like Minecraft, it's like that is on everything. It's on your phones. It's on PlayStation. It's on uh, switch. It's on uh, Wii U or whatever. Like it's everywhere. And so Bethesda has always been about that as well. And so now like this makes like sense from a company perspective of like, Hey, we're not going to limit necessarily the platforms that you're on. But at the same time, I, my view is that they're probably just going to put everything on game pass day one. So it's like, you could either buy this for potentially $70 over here, or you can, you know, subscribe to game pass for, for, you know, $9 a month and like get all of this. Um, so I feel like that's probably the route that they'll end up taking on it. I don't know that that's, that's true or not because we have uh, there was a quote from Phil Spencer where he said they'll take things on a, a games on a case by case basis as far as exclusivity goes. Um, but I, so I, I'm not sure what that all means, but I would assume that some of these games are going to end up like the elder scrolls. I can't imagine limiting the next elder scrolls game to just Xbox. I, I, I would suspect they would try to put that everywhere. Yeah, it's possible. Like, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to, or not trying to remember. I'm trying to find the quote because um, I have like five different. Um, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, it's, maybe it's this one. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I saw somewhere where, yeah, like a lot of these games, like these games will be coming uh, to um, Game Pass day one, day and date, day one. And so, like, even if that's the only move, the the even if they're still on PlayStation, if they're still on um, PC, obviously you know like they can still do Game Pass. But like the fact that they're going to be on Game Pass day one without someone having to buy buy this game outright, that's a huge get. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, and, and for for people who are on their service, I think that having those games on this service keeps them from being on things like uh, the new Luna or Stadia. And I think that's where Microsoft has been like looking at their competition more recently. Um, and you think about like, uh, uh, I think fallout was on uh, stadia at launch or whatever. And so like they had like this, you know, 
this competitor um, in the the streaming game space, um, and so potentially they bought made this acquisition because of that, um, less so about like a hey we want more um, exclusives for our console, and more so we want exclusives to our streaming service, our subscription service. Yeah, uh, the the cool thing is um, this is a, a CNET article. Um, Microsoft, or sorry, uh, Phil Spencer said that uh, while Bethesda Games will adopt some of Xbox's new practices, oh, this is it, including launching into Xbox Game Pass and nice. becoming playable through game streaming, the company will retain some of the autonomy that resulted in some of the biggest games of all time. Quote, it's about the culture of those teams. They're not about becoming us. The That's interesting. Yeah, the specifics aren't clear, but it's like seems likely this is I'm reading from IGN now. Um, Joe Scribble is still. The specifics here aren't clear, but it seems likely that Microsoft will allow for Bethesda to retain the development culture at its studios, as well as existing connections between an individual studios and the wider Bethesda Softworks organization. This tallies with previous comments from Bethesda SVP of Global Marketing, Pete Hines, who said, Oh, it's the same quote we read earlier. We're still working on the same games we were yesterday, right. maybe by the same studios we worked with for years, blah, 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 blah. Cool. I mean, the uh, the other thing about this, um, we just talked about uh, a couple weeks ago with the Sony um, console event, whatever it was, the reveal event, um, about Deathloop <clears throat> and then Ghostwire Tokyo being like a console exclusives that they had kind of wrapped mm, both yeah. of those games up. Um, but we found out like in this deal that they're actually timed exclusives. So I'm reading from an article at Bloomberg and it says, uh, uh, Bethesda has been w- recently more working... Uh, working more tightly with Sony, Bethesda had previously agreed to debut two of its upcoming games, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, on Sony's new PlayStation rather than Xbox. Both games were announced as timed console exclusives, meaning that they would be restricted to the PlayStation 5 for a fixed period of time before then coming to Xbox. Microsoft will keep that commitment, Spencer said in an interview. Future games like Starfield will be able uh, be available for Xbox, PC, and Microsoft Game Pass video game service. And quote, we'll take other consoles on a case by case basis. So it seems like like those obviously those deals were done you know before they they purchased this. So it's like well those deals will stay. Um, but being timed exclusives is is a little bit different than like being a, a full on exclusive. Um, so that that makes me you know feel like oh that's sweet like I'm you know I'm glad that that came out. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a uh... It's interesting because um, we didn't know, as far as I can I can remember, we did not know this before. I mean, maybe it was hinted at, like, and a lot of times, like those console like timed exclusives. I think about Tomb Raider, um, whenever it was an Xbox exclusive, uh, yeah. timed exclusive. Like they literally couldn't say that it was coming to PlayStation like before a certain period of time, and so like, but they really could hint at it. So maybe it was hinted at. Maybe that was just yeah. like an understanding that some people had. But uh, I totally thought it was an exclusive, like full on, just console exclusive. I did too. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, just from the, the the press conferences is what it made it look like. Right, right. Um, it's interesting. Like I, I heard um, on I think the X cast or something like that. Like that there was there was talk after this all happened, like that there were reports that Starfield or they, Sony was in talks with uh, Bethesda to make Starfield like another timed exclusive. Um, and uh, now that's absolutely like not going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and that's the thing. Like I, I can see these games possibly coming to other platforms. Agreed. I don't see them becoming exclusives to other platforms anymore. Right, right. Um, 
man, it's it, that's such a such a fun and interesting thing to have happen, like right before your uh, your pre-orders go live. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it definitely like makes. I mean, it's it's just a different. It's a different kind of move where it's like this is. Uh, it builds some hype that yeah. I I necessarily wouldn't have had before. Yeah, and I I didn't expect like I never would have expected like oh man yeah. you know what could get me hyped about the next consoles even more if, <laughs> if Microsoft bought Bethesda. Yeah, <laughs> but but now it's like oh that totally makes sense. I know it's like if they like hey yeah Microsoft's buying two K like what does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, the uh, the other thing, uh, Satya Nadella, the 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 head of Microsoft, so not the head of Xbox, the head of Microsoft, had mentioned that like, hey, you know, if somebody asked them if they're done buying game or uh, uh, studios for a while, he's like, ah, oh, we'll buy anything that like that 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 makes sense for our business, and so, so it's just like, well, maybe they're going to buy more, Chris. Who knows? Yeah, it's, there's another article on IGN by Joe Scribbles, and he was, it says. Um, uh, Nadella appears to wait appears to see buying established companies as a more efficient way of adding to Xbox's lineup than opening new studios. Mm. He said, "Quote: You can't wake up one day and say, let me build a game studio. The idea of having content is so we can reach larger communities.'" Mm. Uh, and then Phil Spencer said, uh, "Quote: Content is just the incredible ingredient to our platform." That we continue to invest in, end quote. Interesting. Which is which is cool. I love I mean, it. We've seen this move for years. I think we're going to start seeing it pay off soon. Um, the investment that Xbox has put into game studios and games. Um, yeah. Dude, exciting, man. Exciting times. All right. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, John, but we're going to talk about something. There might we'll be some other it. crazy news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, us- the, maybe Sony will buy somebody big, you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe they'll buy Rockstar. Oh, no! Uh, hope not. I don't want Batman to be stuck over on one platform. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chrisright250. And johnwright777. And at stayintargetpod. Please go to your podcast surface of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.